Welcome to the Boston Rob Show. I am him, Boston Rob. For those new listeners, uh, I spent over 20 years of my life working in morning radio, and now I'm an underground podcaster. Am I considered an underground podcaster? What does underground mean, anyways? Is it just you're not in the mainstream? Really, it just means you're not popular, right? <laughs> so technically, I'm an underground podcaster. Uh, but I'm here to say that, listen, this podcast is just me checking in with you. It's not going to be a full podcast. I've had in a wild weekend week, beginning of the week. I don't know. It feels like a big blur since last week for me. Uh, if you don't know, if you didn't hear the last episode, I went out to California for a day to my old hometown city of San Diego. Can I call it a hometown city? For me, like Boston and San Diego will always be two hometowns for me. I don't know. I think the people in San Diego really make that feel like a hometown for me. But I went out there Friday night. I flew out late Friday night, got in, and there's two things you got to do when you go to San Diego. One is get a California burrito that are specific to San Diego. You can't get a Cali burrito in LA, San Francisco, Englewood, uh, Riverside, you can only get them in San Diego. And what a California burrito is, if you didn't see my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube video on this, I filmed it. I show the California burrito on there. If you want to see what one looks like, go to youtube.com backslash Boston Rob, R-O-B-B, and you can see this California burrito. It's a beautiful piece of art. Um, but this thing that's only in San Diego is carne asada, cheese, eggs, and potatoes. I got mine sans potatoes. It was late at night. I was trying to cut back on the carbs. Well, actually, just sometimes, like, they literally cook the potatoes in grease. <laughs> so I didn't want to have this rumbling stomach my one day in California. Uh, that's also why I laid off the hot sauce. If you go see that video, that hot sauce, it just, it's, I don't know what kind of peppers they got in socal but the hot sauce there is fire compared to anything i've tasted here in massachusetts at any mexican food place so and for the people who have written me on social media saying oh there's a great place in you know wherever rhode island boston uh, new hampshire maine you know, these people are from California. They're my family. They opened up an authentic California shop in New England. I say this to you. It's the same thing I said to people in California, why the bread for the subs isn't good. Because they don't have that dirty water, that dirty Boston water that makes the food, the bread here taste different. It's the same thing with California food. Here in New England, we have like reservoirs and lakes and ponds. You guys are in the desert. You got to make do. So that carne asada has that beautiful beachy taste. Well, not beachy. That's not a way to describe carne asada. But do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the ingredients they're using in SoCal cannot be found here in New England. What they're getting from across the border in Mexico to make that hot sauce cannot be found across our border to the north of us in Canada. We just have different ingredients. So if they open an authentic California burrito shop here in Massachusetts, it's going to be made with local ingredients. You're hoping. Well, actually, no, you're not hoping if it's an authentic California. If they're important stuff and they got a plane flying stuff out every day, then yeah, maybe it's authentic. But if not, 
It's just gonna taste like uh, California food made here in Boston, which is no good, it's rubbish. You know, if you've ever had something from San Diego, there's a taste to it, I'm telling you. Um, and that sound in the background you hear is why I qualify as an underground podcast, because I don't do this in a, in a recording studio. I do this in my office. And I wanted a, I'll give you a life hack right here. I wanted one of those expensive office chairs that you could swirl around in and you could spin around and click the, hit the lever and hydraulic lift yourself up and drop yourself down. But I didn't want to pay the hundred and something dollars for it. So it's a secondhand office chair. You go to the secondhand store, any Goodwill, Savers, Salvation Army near you, you can get the same office chair they have at any corporate office place. But I got mine for $6.99. I didn't pay no $180, bucks, whatever they're asking for on Walmart.com. So there's your little life hack. You can get great office furniture at the secondhand store. <laughs> All right, so back to my point about the food's ingredients are important. It's where the food ingredients come from that make the dish. Um, so no disrespect to the people reaching out saying I can go get authentic California burritos somewhere here in Boston, but no, I can't. Um, but you don't want California burrito when you're in Boston, right? You want a, a lobster tail and a lobster roll. And there's a difference between those two. I'll explain it later. I'm wicked tired. I'm so out of it. I literally got maybe four to five hours of sleep over the course of last weekend because of this trip. And after I get the California burrito, the second thing you want to do in San Diego is what? Go to the beach. So it's midnight, but I figure I'll go to the beach. I'll finish the podcast. In fact, you can hear the last podcast I did titled Going Back to Cali. It started in Boston, ended on the Pacific Ocean. I was at PB, which it's weird. In Massachusetts, when you get close to the harbor or the sea, you can smell the salt in the air. In California, I figured out you can't because they built bars right up to the beach. Like literally, it goes concrete, concrete, bar, concrete, beach. And you can't smell the ocean anymore. All you can smell is like stale beer, spirits, and testosterone from dudes trying to mate. But... I went out to the beach, finished the podcast, I go to walk back to the rental car, pat my pockets down and realize my keys are gone. Now in case there's an open court case on this, I'm just sticking to the story the Pacific Ocean took my car keys. I watched the ocean, the, the tide come up and take two beer bottles right out of the sand, drag them back into the ocean. I don't know if I want to get tipsy or what, or after it got tipsy, it took my keys, but that's what happened. And as you can imagine, a broke folk traveling on a tight agenda going to California for one day to do one show that I needed to drive to and then be back at the airport the next morning at five. That's wicked stressful when you feel like you've lost your rental car. So that night I got no sleep. I had to get up early the next day to go back to the rental place and try to get another car, which kudos to, to them, man. They gave me another one. <laughs> Don't lose this one. Um, and then, you know, met up with friends, went on a tour of San Diego's one historic, well, they got a few, but the one nationally known historically haunted home, uh, which it was rad because I met a P1 listener at that home. He was working as a docent, which are just the people that volunteer their time, uh, help preserve history. And he recognized me. He was like, yo, are you Rob? Are you B-Rob from the show? 
and it was it was wild man it was so cool and this is why i love san diego too because the people there just make you feel so welcome it's not like boston people and i'll tell you this from working in a few different cities in radio the listeners in san diego are loving here in boston they want to tear you down and you know ask you if you think you're better than them which i never did <laughs> i wanted to help and heal my city they wanted to make sure that we knew that just because you're on the air kid you're not better than me huh you want to go fight in the back alley <laughs> but the listeners in boston are, are a little more of hardos tough guys i don't know how to put it so it's nice to have listeners that just embrace and love you for the comedy you try to bring them um and not all the listeners in boston are like that but you you get the overall tones of the listenership in general so then i do the show and then i'm out the door 5 a.m sunday morning and back to massachusetts that night so it was just a wild weekend and when you get that little sleep i thought now if you listen to the podcast at all you hear me talk about the coronavirus which i've dubbed woo pox um they called it like copd1 or that might be some heart drug but they called it something stupid we should be calling the coronavirus the woo pox straight out of wuhan the woo pox i'm mad they're not calling it that but i've been wicked concerned about that so i wore a ski mask on both flights i had hand sanitizer going every few seconds or if i touched something or got too close to someone that looked sniffly so i felt like i was pretty protected but come monday my wife tells me like you know your body can start to shut down and get really sick if you don't get sleep i was like oh so that's what it is so i don't have the woo pox i think my body was just literally shutting down from getting four hours of sleep in three days which was wild because i haven't done that since i was a youth but it makes you realize how valuable <laughs> that time is that you get to sleep uh so this podcast is going to be brief but i did want to talk about a couple of things one the stranger things 4 trailer is already on youtube and it's it's wild because we all thought hopper died and spoiler alert he's in it i won't go into too much of it because i want to do like a full breakdown and i'm going to do a little more research about what stranger things 4 is going to be but if you're a fan of stranger things the trailer for season four is already up on youtube go watch it i'll talk about it on the next podcast and then finally the big news that i want to talk about is the station I was working at that I just got laid off from, WAAF, Boston's only rock station, only real active rocker in radio terms, just got sold to this friggin' Christian educational media corporation. What does that mean? I'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back to the Boston Rob Show. So, listen, I want to talk about WAF, Boston's only real rock station. I mean, we have stations here that play pop rock or alt rock or alternative underground emo, hipster, new wave rock. But AAF was like the only we'll play Slipknot and not care rock station. And it's, I think, gone. I'm going to keep you updated. I'm going to talk about this again, but 
from what we've learned so far from the little bit on Twitter and the news story and the breaking news email I got from the radio trade websites, uh, they've been sold to, I don't even know the name. Sorry, I don't have my notes. I'm a bit delirious from my trip to California. Uh, some educational media, Christian corporation. I just know when I looked them up, their Wikipedia page said they run a ton of Christian radio stations on the West Coast. And I thought, are they flipping to gospel? My God, what is going on with the radio industry? This this past year for the radio industry has just been nuts. The layoffs happening in iHeart or at iHeart Media, Clear Channel, whatever you want to call it. The, the radio industry saying, deliberately saying they want to go to automation, which was not radio anymore. That's just robots talking to us over the radio. Radio is about the personality, the talents, the local folks that make you laugh in the morning. And then this, this, taking the only rock station. I thought, wow, AF has it made because they just got their own piece of the pie. Nobody can F with them. I always thought like that was so brilliant when WBCN, the only other rock alternative rock station, shut their doors. I thought, wow, AF is going to own the rock market. No competition, no real competition. What happened? I'm curious to know. And, you know, it's sad, too, because there's one, two. There's a couple people that I really love over there. And I don't know what's going to happen to them. Hopefully they'll land on their feet. But it happens to everybody in radio. So like they used to tell me, if you haven't been fired, it's only a matter of time. Just wait, you'll get fired at some point. That's always what I heard. So this is just kind of run of the mill in radio. But it also used to be different back in the day where you could find another job, another radio station across the street. It wasn't every station was trying to syndicate another morning show or try to get robots in there or a guy out of Dallas to do your afternoons and a guy from Denver to do your uh, midday show, you know, you used to be able to find work locally. Now everything's syndicated or automated or whatever you want to call it. And it sucks. And it's all because corporations want to make budget. They need their, what, it, what one of their CEOs is making like 19 million and then had 800 people laid off. Well, and just imagine if he only made uh, 7 million <laughs> and all those people could have kept their jobs. But I hope also if people do get laid off, they don't experience what I experienced. And that was, and I didn't believe the people that said this to me because there were people that were like, yo, now that you don't have that job, there are people that straight up won't talk to you anymore. And I thought, no, I'm friends with most of these people. What do you know? There are some people that haven't talked to me. And then there are some people that I've reached out to for help as well. Like, hey, I see there's an opening. And they straight up were like, this station isn't looking backwards. I was like, looking backwards? What? When I was on that station, we did excellent. <laughs> In fact, the girl on my show hadn't hit a bonus the entire time she was working there until I started, until a year after I was there. How is that not, you don't want to look backwards at success? What? Well, now the station's gone or sold or I don't know what's happening. Maybe they'll keep it as a rock station and keep everybody on board. That's what I hope happens because that would be the day to see Boston's last rock station be torn down and turned into, God, 
my nightmare is that it's flipped to like country, that pop country music that's everywhere now. That's mind-numbing crap. <laughs> it's poisoning the youth. That pop country music that every... Bo Burnham does a great bit. If you don't know the comic Bo Burnham, he does a country song that's called Pandering. And that's all this pop country is. It panders to the to the rednecks to spend their money and listen to this song about a beer-drinking truck. <laughs> F. Oh, I'm so disappointed in the radio industry. Hence why I do this underground podcast. Because this is where the real freedom of thought occurs, folks. <laughs> but I would love to have a radio show, don't get me wrong. Um, so yeah, so that's what the deal is that it's been sold and I'm shocked because the price tag for this only rock station in Boston I would just think the value on this would be so much bigger than it is because you think Boston it's a top 10 market to have the only branded active rock station here that's got to be worth something right or is rock really dead maybe that's what it is sign of the times we need mumble rap and pop country uh but they only sold it for $10.75 million? I was like, really? That's it? So if I had hit the lottery, I could have bought that station and had millions left over? Like, really? Only $10 million? Like, think about that. And I'm going to do some more research so I can keep talking about this as the news continues to break on this story. Um, and as I get more info. But that seems like a very, very small amount. I mean, today's money, there's people that have millions jeff bezos 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 is it like ibiza jeff bezos <laughs> gonna call him i'm gonna start calling him jeff bezos like ibiza uh i hate how people call it that i hate that that's really how it's pronounced i think that's what it is because you just have to sound ridiculous saying it so appropriately we should call jeff bezos that um, but didn't he just donate like 10 billion to climate change or something? It's like, dude, he could have bought this radio station and not even known he owned it. It's just so wild to me for 10 million, that price tag, you could own a radio station. And like I always said, influence a bunch of people. Like, why isn't some political party? Are they not allowed to own radio stations? Cause you would think like, yo, politics would definitely want to own a radio station. I guess they just own the mouthpieces that, uh, speak at the radio stations, right? That's all it is. Um, so yeah, I thought that was chump change for an active rock radio station in a top 10 market. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I wonder if I, I'm still, I gotta go get a lottery ticket this week. Cause if I hit the lottery, I'll put in an offer. I'll offer you 11 flat. They paid 1075, I'll offer 11 flat. I'm just going to do my podcast around the clock. <laughs> I wonder if that has anything to do with it. The legalities of what you can broadcast. But it's wild, man. I hope more people don't lose their job cuz I know how that goes and it sucks. And I especially know how it feels when uh, you do lose your job and people forget that you exist. And that sucks too, so I hope that doesn't happen to anybody. Um, but this is going to be a breaking story for us radio folk. Uh, and anyone in Boston, really, if you listen to rock music, went to a concert in the past 20 years, I mean, this is going to affect you. This is wild that this is happening. I'm really, I'm in shock. I'm very sad. Because I spent, you know, straight out of college, I got a, 
a job here, excuse me. And uh, when I came back from San Diego, I came back to this station. It was partly for this station. Um, so if that station disappears, man, that's going to be, it's going to be a sad day. And especially if they turn into that pop country crap, that's just rotting people's minds. But what went wrong? Really? I can tell you that when I was working there and I'm not going to go into it right now because I'm delirious and I might say some ish that I, I wish I didn't say, but I know that the, like one of my boss, my boss at AF who retired or quit, I don't know, maybe he was forced out. He was awful. Like he didn't share ratings with us. The, the, the consultant that we had would sit with us for five minutes and say, Oh, I think you sound good. And I was like, that's consulting. Oh my God. Can I get a gig doing what he's doing? Cause that's not work. And it seemed like no one cared to do their job. And it sucked because I re you know, like as somebody who loves the station, loves the brand, loves, uh, what you do, you want to see it succeed. It almost feels like maybe from the inside, it was kind of taken apart. I don't know. What do I know? right? That's why they pay uh, those CEOs at these corporate radio things, the big bucks, or they might just pay them the big bucks so they can automate and syndicate everything else. I don't know. But thank you for listening to the Boston Rob Show podcast. If you are a new listener, hit subscribe. And if you have not left a rating, uh, I speak freely. So maybe you just appreciate the free speech that I'm willing to talk trash on some of these CEOs that are ruining the radio industry. If you love the radio industry or love podcasting, uh, leave the podcast with a five-star rating because I'll tell you this, anybody looking for a job in radio isn't going to say some of this stuff. And I know that for a fact because they wrote me on Facebook privately and said, I can't say that on Facebook or on a podcast, but thank you for saying it because it sucks to get laid off. Um, and this was a message from a morning show talent. I'm not going to say where, I'm not going to say who, but he said, F these corporate bosses who send us an email, a company-wide email saying that our employees are our most important asset to this company. Uh, we value each and every one of you. And then they called them in one by one to fire them <laughs> to, to make budget. Meanwhile, the CEOs, the managers, whoever are making big, big bucks. And I'm not kidding. If you look up Entercom CEO, you look up iHeart CEO, they make in the teens millions, like 14 million, 19 million, at least 7 million a year. Imagine if those guys only made like 1 to 2 million a year and they kept all these so-called important employees. But I don't, I'm getting off track now. My point in saying that is I'm going to say this stuff. F those people for cutting the jobs and making radio not local anymore. If you listen to a radio show and when you go to the website, it doesn't say too much about where they're from or how they have ties to the community. It's probably because that guy's broadcasting or simulcasting his show from a different city. And that's what radio is doing. And they do that because they don't have to pay the people uh, to be in studio. They don't give much more for actually sending their show to other cities. And it sucks. It's killing an industry I love. It's putting a lot of my friends out of work. And it's all done in the sake of profit. So uh, with all that said, if you appreciate <laughs> the free speech that I'm doing against radio right now, the corporate radio overlords, uh, leave the podcast with a five-star rating on iTunes. You can do that by 
Right now, you're in the Boston Robber Show podcast page. You scroll to the bottom. You'll see five empty stars. Just click all five. Uh, Leave me a review, too, if you want. You can write a review right there. I'd appreciate it. Thank you for your support, because like I said, this is an underground podcast. It doesn't get bigger without your love and support. Thank you so much. Like, we're trying to end the podcast in 2012, 2012, in 2020, with the catchphrase from Uhtred of Bebeberg from The Last Kingdom on Netflix. I end it with Destiny is All. Now, much love, spread love. Peace. Man, I bet. (laughs) It's so funny because I really do want a job in radio, but I got to say this stuff because it sucks what they're doing to my industry. And they could do it by just taking a little less money at the top and keeping these people. Stop laying people off. Stop syndicating shows. Nobody wants a syndicated show. It doesn't matter how good it is. People want local uh, talent in their market. And there is talent to be made local. Uh, If that made any sense. All right. Destiny is all, folks. (laughs) Peace.